Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Trip Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today we are going to talk to Brianna. We're going to give her a few moments to come on in and join us. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming, and I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for inviting me. This is really cool. (laughs) Thank you. So do you want to give us a little background about your trick and when it started? Maybe if my cat stops knocking (laughs) things over. Um, (laughs) um, I've had trichotillomania since I was 14. Um, I was too embarrassed to actually admit that I had it. Um, I told everybody basically that my hair was falling out because it's a lot easier to accept because um, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was going to get in trouble because it's one of those things that's it's weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't I didn't want to deal with that at the time. And I was about to start um, public school uh, for the first time and it's high school. So, you know, it, it was something that would have been difficult to talk about. Mm hmm. So where did you start pulling from at first? Um, I actually started pulling from like right here. And um, over time, it ended up progressing. And um, that was when it was even easier to admit that I had to to say that I had alopecia, because then I started progressively pulling like almost all my hair out. So then it was a lot easier to pass off as alopecia. I almost lost like all of my hair from pulling. And um, you can actually see, like, quite a bit of damage that's just been going on over the years. Um, I pulled from just about everywhere. And um, I basically, I was able to get myself to stop in some areas because it was, it it started being painful. And that's Mm kind of what was able to help me, like, it it, kind of helped me control myself in a sense because... If it's one of those things where you you almost feel like you enjoy it, it's the sensation. Mm-hmm. And so if the sensation isn't good enough for me, then I stop. And um, when I pulled like from down below, like that, it was so painful that it, that didn't last long. Mm-hmm. And um, I would pull from my eyelashes and I stopped from there because um, the regrowth was painful because (laughs) your eyelashes go down and then out. And so like the regrowth, you're basically stabbing your eyes every time you blink. And Mm -hmm. that that was enough for me to stop. I can't do that anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. And my eyebrows only happen every once in a while. And that's usually right after I shave my head because I have the urge and that's the Mm -hmm. only thing accessible at at the time. When did you start shaving your head? I started shaving my head the day before senior year of high school. <laughs> um, I, I basically said, screw it. I'm going to like, I'm going to keep myself from doing this. And it was the only thing I could think of at that point that was going to get it to stop. And it was senior year. Um, I was in JRTC, so it even made it easier because you're in uniform once a week. So it made uniform day easier. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the time, I was still going with the whole alopecia thing, so it was a statement for alopecia day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it ended up being my go-to whenever um, my pulling was out of control. How did it feel that first time, you know, you're like, you're, and you, you notice you're like, I'm doing this for real? A lot of people react like it's the end of the world. That's something I really noticed. It was like everybody is like devastated because it's their hair. But for me, it was like, I didn't care about my hair until like the last couple of years. Like, mm-hmm. for some reason, like my whole mindset since I was 14 was, it's just hair. And that's what basically was enabling me. So mm-hmm. if I kept saying that it was just hair, then like, it, it was just like, well, whatever, it'll grow back. But then I started noticing that it caused semi-permanent damage. 
Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, this is not just hair. This is actually something I'm destroying. And so now I, I care more about it and I do get a little more stressed about it. But when I first shaved my head, it was more like, I don't have to deal with it right now. It was kind of like putting the burden away for a little bit. And now do you like let it grow a little bit and then shave it back again? Or like, how do you, what do you like when you have a shaved head? Is there like certain things that you prefer? So I like to try to keep a hairstyle. Um, There was a point where I actually went about five, six months without pulling excessively. And it was really great because I was able to basically keep the top and then I would shave, I basically let my sides be my pulling areas and then I would shave them after a while. So then it would be like a boy cut. And then like I had little bangs and I used to call it my swoop because it looked like a little wave. So that was like, that was my thing um, a couple of years ago. But then like, I don't know what happened. It was like the middle of the year my hands were just like, okay, you had your vacation. Now I'm going to get back to work. Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to get my hair that long since then, but I'm really trying this year. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring up something that you brought up before with, you know, having those areas that hurt now. I know that when I, you know, was talking to some people, maybe even therapists or people that didn't necessarily understand trick, they're like, why don't you pull from other areas? Like pull from somewhere that you can't really see. And I'm like, well, it doesn't work like that. You know, it's not, it's not something that I can just pick and choose. So I'm really happy that you brought that up so that other people can know too. It's, it's very, it's a, it's an urge thing. Like it's how you feel. It's not, it's not just, I'm going to pull from this exact perimeter of my head today because it's convenient. It's, it's Mm -hmm. more like, I feel a certain feeling in this part of my head and I have to pull. And that was something I actually wanted to kind of tie into um, when I didn't really know what trichotillomania was. Um, they're the coarse hairs, I would call like the infected hairs because it's how it felt. And they happen to be the ones with the bulb. And I didn't really know what that was either. So that made it even more look like an infected hair to me. So I was like, I'm doing a good thing. Mm. And so after I got a little more educated, I realized what I was doing and I was like, this isn't good. So um, another thing that goes with the whole sensation thing, the bulb like has a certain like, it's like a pressure release for me. And um, when I shave my head, it's also problematic because I also get um, like ingrown hairs. So then it makes me pull around there because it releases that pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting to, you know, other tricksters out there. We know the difference between a hair by looking at it. Like we can yep. tell what kind of bulb is coming out. What are we going to like? Cause you know, I pull my eyelashes and I know that the one that I pull out will make my eyes water because yep. the bulb is so big and I try to avoid those, but I still, you know, do it anyway. I remember having that issue too. Mm-hmm. So now, when did you decide to, or maybe when did you learn of trichotillomania? Did you always know there was a name? I didn't know the whole time there was a name. Um, I did learn from a YouTuber um, probably around the same year I started pulling, but it was still embarrassing for me. Like, I started to empathize in everything and I understood, but it wasn't something I wanted to accept yet, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it was nice to educate myself before I start talking about it to other people. And I'm really glad that um, I had that experience to see somebody. And during that time, it was very relatable because a lot of what the person said was also very um, parallel to what I was dealing with at the time. Mm -hmm. So it was really helpful to be educated and relatable at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that you, you know, you wanted to say and talk about trick when you felt ready, you know, you didn't really, 
feel the need to share with everybody. And I think that's important because sometimes you might feel the pressure. Oh, do I tell everyone? No, it's right. your choice. You know, it's up to you and your journey. It's also very important that people that know doesn't out you, if that makes sense. Because, mm -hmm. like, it's very embarrassing to people. It, it's, I said this, I made a YouTube channel recently, and I, I made a video, and I don't feel like I articulated it enough. But I feel like it's important that people know that when people go around and ask you, like, do you have cancer? Or like, you know, why are you bald? Like, you know, being so abrupt about it, if the person actually has cancer, do you really think that they want to talk about it? And mm -hmm. it's the same thing with trichotillomania. It's like, you don't, you don't just tell somebody that, that they pull their hair out because one, you don't know how the person's gonna react. And two, you don't know how the person that has it is gonna feel about it. And you mm -hmm. really need to be aware of everybody's feelings in that situation. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And thank you so much for saying that because, you know, we do talk about, you know, spreading awareness and wanting to talk about it, but that's you not our- be ready to do it. Yeah. If, I, if it was any sooner for me, I probably wouldn't have liked it. I mean, I know I wouldn't have liked it. I used to make things up all the time about why I'm missing areas. You know, the hairbrush got caught, things like that. <laughs> So, you know, if I'm not comfortable, I, I, it's not going to be that educational experience. It's going right. to be like something that hurts me and I'll probably hold on to and think about, you know, for a long time. And you'll just sit there feeling embarrassed the whole time having to talk about it, especially if you don't know enough about it to educate them. Because then you're just like, oh, I just pulled my hair out. And then the automatic response is going to be something along the lines of, oh, so you're crazy. I've had that. I've had that multiple times and I really hate when people will also choose not to, to not be educated. Mm -hmm. they, they, the, simp the easy way out is to assume you're crazy and it's, I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. I just have an issue. You bite your nails. So, you know, you're, you're mm -hmm. not any better than I am, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's a, a peeve of mine. Just, mm -hmm. I don't like when people are just assuming that you're crazy just because you go through something. Right. And, and it's so important because we all go through something. So it's exactly. like, I'm, I don't want to give my energy to you. And then it's like, you throw it in my face or exactly. you tell that I'm not comfortable talking with. Because um, this is so important. We're, you know, being um, very vulnerable you know, to someone, it, and it, it is scary. Yeah. It's definitely scary. When did you start saying that you did have trichotillomania? I have to do the math. Hold on a second. I was 19, I think. 2017. I can't do math. Yeah, I was 19. I keep thinking that I was like, still a ch like a child sometimes <laughs> but um I decided around 19 because I got really tired of wanting to talk about it and I felt like I couldn't because I already said I was dealing with something else hmm. and so I kind of like buttered my way into it I was like I pulled so much that I got alopecia and hmm. then I just kind of built my way up from there and then like when I came out fully about it, it was probably within the last couple of years where I was like, yeah, I actually was just too embarrassed. Like, you, you kind of have to ease into it because one, I don't like, I feel bad for lying, you know, because I, I like being as honest as I can. But it's also so embarrassing that sometimes it's just, I don't want to say it's the right thing to do, but it felt like it was at the, at the time. Hey, it's the right thing for you at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, For so sure. I, I try to be honest about it. And I, please stop eating my tree. <laughs> Go on. <sighs> she's, she's always trying to attack this thing. <laughs> um, so I, I really feel like I want to be as honest as I can about it now because I wasn't so honest about it before. And um, that was something that I decided when I first tried coming out about it. I was like, eventually, I'm going to be completely open about it. And I'm going to 
like get more involved in the community and I'm going to try to talk about mental health as a whole more because not only Mm -hmm. do I deal with trichotillomania I also have ADD I have depression I have anxiety like I and all of it kind of bleeds into trichotillomania so when I talk about trichotillomania I also talk about everything else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that now the conversations with everyone mental health and speaking about that is so so incredibly I keep saying the word important but it's so incredibly important it's very important because you know when I was younger I didn't know anyone who had trichotillomania um and if someone was talking about it as openly as we are and how so many other people on the internet are I would have felt so relieved um happy you know I would have had all these different emotions than what I actually had um absolutely have you ever met anyone in real life with trick i actually did one time and um we ended up meeting up when i moved in with my parents a couple years ago um the first time i moved out it didn't work out well so my parents had like just moved to florida for a job and i moved over there and one of my friends that I knew online happened to live in the same general area that I was in. And so we met up for like vegan coffee and we went to like a vegan restaurant and I never had vegan before. So it was a whole experience <laughs> all in itself. And it was just really cool. And um, we literally just sat and talked for about three hours, just talking about our experiences. And it was probably the most normal I felt in a long time when I got to experience that. And Mm -hmm. I haven't really met a friend like that since then, but I did find out recently um, that somebody that I'm very close to deals with it as well. Um, Like they don't really feel like it's, it's like the same level, but Mm -hmm. I I honestly feel like it is because if it's something that you can't help but do it's, I, it's basically trichotillomania. Like, you, you mm-hmm. can't, if it's like, you know, like one or two hairs and you stop and you never do it again, like, I won't count that, you know? But mm-hmm. if it's something that you mindlessly do and it's almost regular, like, I feel like that's trichotillomania. Mm-hmm. It may not, it doesn't have to be severe to be trichotillomania. Right. Yeah, and there are definitely different spectrums. Like, for some odd reason, there were a few years that I, didn't, you know, have any like outward signs that I was pulling. And I, that's when I told Dan and he was like, oh, okay. And I didn't even, all my eyelashes were there, all my eyebrows, all my hair. Only later in our relationship did he actually see the full effect of what, you know, I first shared with him. That was something that I was very adamant about. Um, when I first came out about trichotillomania, I was with somebody else at the time and um at the time he thought it was alopecia and he he was like irritated because like he went through all of this like research about alopecia and then I was like I have trichotillomania and he was like well now I have to do all this research all over again and so when that relationship ended I wanted to make sure that when I was with somebody else like they knew from the get-go because I didn't want to be like dishonest I I didn't like it the first time either you know like Mm -hmm. I want to be honest and uh, luckily, you know, my husband, like, also was in high school with me. So he basically knew my story, like, from the get-go. So, because mm-hmm. um, he was one of my best friends in high school. So he, he basically knew everything as it came anyway. And then it just kind of, like, blossomed from there. He's definitely, like, my main supporter. And I appreciate that with, like, everything in me. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. That's wonderful. Um, when you first told him, how did how did that feel for you? Because I know that you did say, you know, you wanted to just say it was alopecia before telling him, saying, look, how did that feel? It was scary and relieving at the same time because it was, how am I supposed to, like, explain this, you know? Because, like... It, um the person I was with at the time like I was with for a long time so 
it was it felt like I was just lying about something the whole relationship and that was one of the other reasons why I came out about it it was like I don't like hiding the secret like I know that there's people that will go like you know half their marriage without talking about it and Mm -hmm. I I remember like hearing about those experiences and I was like I really don't want to be hiding myself Mm -hmm. like because I feel like then, like, that could cause problems in the relationship as well. Because one, they're going to be upset that you lied. Mm-hmm. And two, like, I just feel like it, it's just, it's it's not good for a relationship to just hide something. Especially if it's a big part of you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that was, like, the relieving part. It was, like, I got something off my chest, so I didn't have to deal with it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when I first told Dan, it wasn't my, like, choice. I mean, it was my choice because I said it, but he, we were talking about different disorders, and he was like, oh, do you have anything like that? And I can't be like, no. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. uh, can't was, hide it. Yeah. You know, I had to, like, tell, and I, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy I did it. You know, it was, everything was great. It was fine, but um, I felt similarly to you. I'm like, I, this is, like, an opportunity for me to, like, lie to you if I felt like it, you know, and and I was like, you know, okay, fine, I won't, but, um, but yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, you have that choice, and you're like, "Mm, I think I'll tell, you know? Yeah, it's really good that you were, like, comfortable to do it, too. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, I, I didn't have any, like, signs of it at the time, um, and so it kind of almost felt like, hey, I do this thing, you might not see it, though, yet, right, Um, And now, of course, I am missing a lot of stuff. And so he definitely sees it now. But um, I guess, I don't know if I had that confidence because I was just like, hey, maybe I'm not going to do it anymore. You know, I don't know. But somehow it just came out. And and I do it still all the time. So (laughs) he definitely, (laughs) definitely sees that. Um, What would be some advice that you would give someone who is kind of teetering with the fact like hey I want to be more open about this if you're contemplating on bringing it up and coming out about it my biggest advice is basically just do it like make sure you're educated enough to talk about it but like Don't be afraid to bring it up because if you're worried about people like not sticking by your side or they're, they're going to react negatively, then they weren't meant to be in your life anyway. All you're Mm -hmm. putting yourself, you're basically setting yourself up to see who's real for you and who isn't. And I feel like that's, that's one of the biggest takeaways that I got when I first came out about Mm -hmm. my trichotillomania. And um, I feel like, if there is any type of way that you feel like it'll help you cope, like do it. If it doesn't hurt anything, it doesn't hurt you, doesn't hurt anybody else. I don't see a reason why you can't try it. Like the NAC supplement, like I try it. Um, I was told that it helps people with ADD and people with impulsive tendencies and I've also been told it's just a placebo, but if it's a placebo and it works, is it really a bad thing? You know, right. it's not harming me. It helps. So I don't see the harm in doing it. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you're responsible with whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you have done or do that either like lessen your urge or maybe do you, you know, sometimes people will wear like a hat or they'll wear gloves. Are there anything, anything that you do that kind of helps you? It's, it's kind of weird. Um, I like to wear wigs more for fashion. It's not necessarily for comfort because for me, wearing them all day gets me itchy. Mm-hmm. Um, they get hot. Um, Hats kind of are the same thing, but they're lighter. You know, wigs get heavy because I'm not used to all that hair. So like a hat's a lot lighter. Um, I pull less when I'm around people. So that's one thing that I, um, that's been a coping mechanism for me. Um, For an activity that like keeps my hands busy, it would have to be cooking. 
Um, I'm, I'm already like aspiring to get into culinary anyway. Like that was a big part of my high school experience. We had a culinary program and, um, I kind of lost my fire in it, um, towards the end of high school, but I kind of got the inspiration back recently. And it was just cause I was cooking so much. Um, because when my husband and I moved together, um, we needed to start cooking more at home because mm -hmm. COVID and, you know, eating out just wasn't the best idea at the time. So like, I just started cooking at home a lot. And then I just really felt like it, it was just better. Just, it kept me busy. It gave me something to do, especially when he went overseas because mm -hmm. I don't have anything to do here. So <laughs> I work and then I cook and I clean. So cooking and cleaning have both like helped me keep me busy. And I just recently started doing like yoga at home. Um, I'm I'm really bad at staying consistent if it's in the house, but I'm I'm trying. Mm -hmm. um, and going to the gym, I try to do as well because um, I feel like physical health also helps with the mental health as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I like what you said about being around people. I I feel the same way. If I'm you know in a crowd or even with a few close friends. It might just be the fact that I'm like loving their energy. I love being around them. Yeah. When I like, I don't even think about it. Exactly. And also, like, I I get self conscious about it. That's the one time that I'm the, I'm aware. If I'm like in the bedroom and I'm by myself, like that is when I pull the most. But like, I have not pulled once around my husband. Like, <laughs> if I snuck a hair, it was because he was playing a video game and I knew he wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. That is the only time, <laughs> but I will almost never pull in front of him, like, or around anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I try to keep myself distracted so I don't do that because, you know, it's one thing to tell them, but I feel like it's, it's a different feeling when you show them. Mm -hmm. And um, it also, in a sense, keeps me accountable. Yeah. I wish I could say the same. I'd be like, you know, I can't. <laughs> You know, for a while, I would I would not do it. And then I, you know, I, I actually noticed some triggers that I have. Like, reality television stresses me out. Like, I cannot watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Like, I cannot watch that. I'm up here, like, right away. And um, <laughs> we had <laughs> We got into it. I never really liked it. We got into it because one of the home dates brought like the girl to a place near our house that we've been to so we we're like oh we have to see who this guy is you know from jupiter florida near us um so that's how i got into it but i noticed hey like this is this is causing me because i just don't you know all this this drama and stuff so right you know are there any things that that you notice that are going to trigger you maybe to be more active Trigger me to pull more or trigger me, like... I, yeah, to pull more or just, like, anxiety, you know. Okay, okay. So, um, triggers for me um, are pretty... I also suffer um, slightly from, like, emotional trauma. Um, so, a lot of things can, like, just kind of trigger me. Like, there will be days that, like, I'll have just like one conversation or I'll watch a, move, a movie with my husband. And I just start bawling my eyes out because mm -hmm. it'll remind me of a time that I had to deal with something. And then like, so like sometimes it's little triggers for trigatilla mania. I don't, I can feel tension. Like I, I can just feel the energy in the room. Mm -hmm. And when I feel tension in the room, that is when I get stressed to the point I cannot be stressed which is why I limit gym time versus yoga time because yoga is like supposed to relax you when I go to the gym I feel stressed because mm -hmm. I'm around people I don't know I am mm -hmm. not very familiar with the machines I try you know like some of them I am familiar with and I tend to like stay in those areas because I know those machines but like if I'm in a specific part of the gym that I don't know like mm -hmm. I get stressed out because I don't want to sit there and be the one that looks stupid, mm -hmm. doing things wrong. Um, but um, I guess another trigger 
is watching other people like excessively pull. Mm. Um, there's people that I would like watch, but I couldn't watch anymore because like, you know, they would not um, like put trigger warnings before like Instagram stories or their videos or like whatever. And it would bother me like, um, I know that there's some places where like, it's not necessary. And, but like, if you know, like for a YouTube video, mm-hmm. you edited the video, you know where you pulled. If you mm-hmm. can't put a trigger warning before that video, you're being very inconsiderate to the people that are triggered by the pulling. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me. So for me, I stopped watching um, a YouTuber because of that. I could not deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also stay away from like support groups that don't require trigger warnings as well because oh. I know it's going to bother me. Tweezers. I knew I was forgetting something, but tweezers is the biggest trigger for me because mm-hmm. it's also an enabler. If I have mm-hmm. tweezers, they sit there and look at me and I know I'm about to use them. Mm-hmm. So, um, ever since I moved in with my first batch of roommates when I was 19, I told everybody, hide the tweezers because I could not deal with the stress of knowing that they exist mm-hmm. and the temptation that of them being in the room. Mm-hmm. And so when I stopped um, having tweezers in the house, especially after I buzzed my hair, because like, that would be like the enabling part. Like, if I couldn't get to my fingers, I would use tweezers. So I had to throw them out completely. And that's Mm -hmm. how I lost a lot of my eyebrows during high school, too. So Mm -hmm. I just want to mention that you're um, the way you feel at the gym is literally how I feel. And I never like put it in words like that before. But I I literally walk in and I'm like, oh, like everyone knows I don't know what I'm doing. And like, I exactly really, so scared. <laughs> so scared of it. I don't like it at all. Even like going on the treadmill, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not even walking fast enough. Like that is that, I mean, wow. Yeah, that is literally. Exactly. I always enjoy going with a friend instead, just so I, I feel comfortable in the areas that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And how, I mean, that's a whole conversation in itself of the idea that, we go to the gym to like, you know, feel better, like physically feel better. And, and going there is triggering. Stressful. <laughs> yeah. Like, how is that? Okay. That is a whole thing. I'm going to have to like research because I, I would feel that way. And I never, I never said Ella. Now you said it. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I'm so glad that I'm helping. <laughs> yeah. Like that is me now. Yeah. That is me. So besides cooking and yoga and, you know, cleaning and things. What are some other kind of hobbies that you like to do? You know, even non-related to to trick. Um, I don't really know. Um, due to my my issues, like I'm I'm in a, I guess relearning curve. Like I'm trying to like learn a little more about myself here lately. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of things that I used to be really, really interested in, like, I just don't feel interest in anymore. And so I'm kind of like on a journey to figure out what I like right now. Um, One thing that's helped me a lot, like, with mental health in general is aromatherapy. And like, just things that just kind of like make me like, happier. Like, it's not necessarily like a cure, but it's, it's just something to kind of make my day a little lighter. Like, Mm -hmm. I like some nice aesthetics. Like, I like my twinkle tree. Um, Mm -hmm. I like aromatherapy, like I said. Everything has to be lavender. I literally have just about anything in lavender. Um, My friend, like, she knows how much I love lavender. So she got me a candle. Um, For my birthday, she got me um, lavender bath salts and Mm -hmm. bubble bath and... um, like my my shampoo, my conditioner, my body wash, my lotion. I make sure that before I go to bed, I am relaxed 
and Mm -hmm. lavender just kind of puts me in that mindset and um I started doing this type of like bullet journal thing um I kind of got from um the YouTuber that I mentioned Mm -hmm. um I like the idea of you know making myself be positive so what I do and and it kind of helps me like rattle my brain a little more so what I do is I write down a daily affirmation a daily quote um like a this day in history type thing a word of the day and five things I'm grateful for because like I feel like it's really important to like have something on a positive note at the end of the day and um that's that's like my biggest thing because I feel like it's important to actually be like you have to work towards being positive mm-hmm. and you have to work towards a positive mental health state. So one thing that's, that's another thing that I kind of want to bring up um, mental health, like no matter like what your therapist or your doctor says you have to do, you have to work with like whatever they prescribe you. Um, and that's kind of something I want to like tell like the newly diagnosed uh, people with trichotillomania and uh, anxiety, depression, like, if you get medication, that is not your crutch. It's your tool. Mm-hmm. You have to use it with whatever, like, mechani- coping mechanisms mm-hmm. to work with your mental health. Because if you just rely on the medication, nothing is going to get done. And that was something that I really struggled with throughout high school. It was like, I knew it, but I couldn't figure out for me what helped my mental health. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, I had to figure out how to calm myself when I was having an anxiety attack, how mm-hmm. to pull myself out of a depression episode, because mm-hmm. my medication isn't going to do it for me. It's just going to give me the ability to pull myself out of those situations if that makes sense. Yeah. That's very powerful. Thank you. That's very, I want to say important, but it, you know, <laughs> important. everything you say is so important. I'm like, it's word important. of the day is important. I'm going to put that in my bullet journal. <laughs> Please, do. Please do. But it, I mean, wow, because it is so easy to want to think this is going to cure everything. And it's really hard. It's so hard. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. that's something that I I wish I knew I wish I knew what I dealt with sooner mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of my past experiences that kind of put me in a negative mindset wouldn't have happened because I would have been able to deal with it sooner in my developmental stage mm-hmm. and then like I would have had like I guess a routine by now, you know, like I'm starting to have a routine now where I can actually work with it. But if I had it like throughout high school, I feel like I would have been a little more of a functional adult now. <laughs> high school. I mean, I look back at high school. And I'm like, what, like what kind of like hell hole is that? Like, you know what uh, I mean? Yes. Oh. Yes. I do not miss high school whatsoever. Oh, oh my God. I don't think anybody does, but like, and that's just like comforting because it's like I I could think about the school and my heart starts to race like I just don't ever want to be back there again but like a lot of people feel that way so I'm like okay we're all we were all kind of like figuring stuff out like no one, oh yeah you know and it's just like being a teenager is so weird and like too too many things at once absolutely um, and throw in you know physically altering your appearance and into the mix and it's just like what you know it's woo I I don't want to the the thought of this high school (laughs) Uh, apparently I didn't know that like high school reunions are supposed to happen like every five years I thought it was every Mm -hmm. 10 years and like I graduated five years ago this year and I do not want to go to the (laughs) reunion I'm actually like moving um out of state um towards the end of the year and I'm really glad because I'm not gonna miss it here I'm really tired of being here I'm ready to kind of like move forward in life a little bit 
have a mm-hmm. fresh start, go somewhere with my husband where we haven't been before. Mm-hmm. And um, like I told you before, like we're going to be moving um, to Tennessee and then we're going to, well, we're trying, we're really, really, it's looking really towards that direction, but we're definitely having our belated honeymoon when he comes back from being overseas over there. And I'm like super excited because I haven't been in Tennessee like on a vacation in about 10 years. So it's going to be super nice to like be in the mountains, be away from everything, like, Mm -hmm. like dealing with COVID, dealing with work, dealing with the fact he's been gone, Mm -hmm. like dealing with like anything that stresses me out mentally. It'll just be so great to just have that escape for a little while. Mm Mm-hmm especially being in nature, having those mountains around, that's going to be uplifting right away. Very. I'm so excited. And I see you have cats. Do you have any other pets besides cats? No. um, The thing about renting is the pet deposits, and it was really expensive just getting my cat mama. Mm -hmm. Um, We do, like, whenever we have the opportunity – to buy a house we do want to get a dog because he says a cat's mine but I know he likes the cat (laughs) so it's our cat but we want to get him a dog so that's that's the next goal after we get a house at some point but that's going to be down the road so now are we going to see the cat in one of those globe backpacks on some hikes When we when we go on a honeymoon, I'm taking a break from Mama. She has been driving me crazy since my husband left. And he, like I have a friend, I have a friend that um, loves animals, loves cats. So she's gonna be taking my my child for a little bit. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. Yep. Well, this has been amazing. And thank you so much for, you know, joining me and being so open and honest and vulnerable. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap things up? Um, I feel like there was something I wanted to talk about. I'm so glad I wrote notes because, like, that was, like, I'm not organized. That's one of my issues about ADD. Like, I I've struggle very hard to be organized. Um. I'm just glad that I wrote stuff down. Um, I think I actually, oh, the the other thing I want to talk about with trigotillomania is um, something that I do is basically act like, it's weird that um, I want to talk about like trigotillomania, but at the same time, I can't brag about like my success because my success comes from acting like I don't have trigotillomania at the same time. Like, so when I, I used to bite my nails, like that was my BFRB before it knew it was a BFRB. Hmm. And I was able to stop because I figured out a way to release that outlet. So anytime that I had the urge to bite my nails, I filed them instead. So, um, Kind of the same thing with, like, when I struggled to pull my leg hair. Like, that that was another thing I did. And now it's, like, I shave, like, more frequently to make sure that I don't have that temptation. But, like, also not enough to, like, hurt myself, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, I I guess you could call it, like, grooming more mm-hmm. than than normal. And, um, you know, people, people who shave their heads, you know, they'll say things like, I don't have to shampoo anymore. I don't have to condition, you know, like I don't have that, that responsibility anymore for me. If I do that, then like, I, I feel like I'm allowing myself to have trichotillomania, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So when I, you know, I take care of my face, I feel like I have a touch of dermatillomania because I cannot help but like mess with like every single pimple that ever exists. Mm-hmm. And um, like, that's something I've always struggled with scabs, pimples, like anything like that bothers me. And so I take extra care of my face. I take extra care of my hair. I, um, 
I have to treat myself like a normal person in order to fight the disorder I have. It's mm-hmm. kind of, I don't really know how else to explain it, but it's worked for me so far. And that's why on my Instagram, I used to post a lot about my trade mini updates. I would be like, oh yeah, I haven't pulled in such and such time. Or like, I finally have all this hair, but then the next day I would shave my head because I pulled so much. I put myself back on that cycle. Yes. So now I just don't talk about my trichotillomania. Um, I am trying to talk more about my other mental health, but Mm -hmm. the trichotillomania is really hard for me to talk about because all it does is make me basically remind myself that I have it. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, I have to go pull my hair now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I always jinx myself. Look exactly eyelashes no they're gone what eyelashes <laughs> yeah it's like you really thought you know, exactly okay. mm-hmm. no but it, it is it is I don't know if I have gotten worse or if I just accept myself with which allows me to pull more often it's like I I don't know which it is but I am pulling way more frequently than I used to when I used to pretend that everything was like, you know, nothing here, nothing going on. So now that I am more open, I, like I said, I don't know if it's because I'm just like, you know, I, I just accept it. Like, this is just me. Or if it's because I'm, I'm getting worse because I do talk about it more. I don't know. I feel like it's because you conditioned yourself like this. This is like my, my theory right now. It's like you condition yourself to the point where you, it's like both. You know, like you accepted that you have trichotillomania. So therefore you have trichotillomania. Mm. And so like, for me, I'm trying to be like, I don't need to think about the fact that I have trichotillomania. Because if I can change my mindset to basically like, I don't have to have trichotillomania, then maybe I can stop having trichotillomania. If I stop Mm -hmm. thinking about it and stop acting like it's like the biggest part of my life, Mm-hmm. then maybe it'll start being a smaller part of my life. Mm-hmm. That's that's my theory right now. So I'm hoping that is a good theory. I'm trying to make sure it stays as successful as it's trying to be right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's like my biggest, it's like the last thing I got to try, honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I find myself trying things they won't, they don't work or they work for a little bit and then years down the line I'm trying the same stuff and I'm getting success for a little bit I feel like it's always trying new things and trying old things and seeing I've tried so many like. things I tried um you know uh, I tried CBD but CBD more helped my anxiety than it actually helped my trigotillomania I actually want to get back on CBD for my anxiety because um the last few weeks, like I was on Prozac and then I had to get off of it because it just caused so many side effects. I was basically causing more issues for myself than solving my anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, um, but CBD, I tried for my trichotillomania. I've tried the NAC supplement. I've tried, I, I learned from like another person with trichotillomania, like, um, they would bleach their hair to hide their bald spots. But like when I bleached my hair, it didn't quite work. So um, now I just dye my hair, whatever I want. Um, it kind of goes. I lost you for a second. Um, <laughs> I, I actually could hear you the whole time. Like I could hear you. It didn't like disconnect. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So um, it, it kind of goes with the whole. Um, you know, act like I don't have trichotillomania. Like I dye my hair, whatever I want, even with how little hair I have, even though it shows through like, cause like I have like some semi-permanent damage here. This happened, I want to say like a few months ago. It was like not long before my husband went overseas and um, it hasn't come back. Like that's how I knew I damaged my hair pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. So um, I basically was like, I'm not going to wait for it to come back. I'm going to do what I want with my hair. It's like, I'm going to have control of myself and like, it's not going to take away how I want to feel feminine or feel, um, myself. Can you please stop knocking over my tree? <laughs> She's so cute. I just see her she's, little face. She is so sweet. And, 
well, she's not sweet right now. She's biting my arm, but <laughs> she's, she's a good cat. She's, um, she's just mischievous around this time of night. And then she goes to bed and then she wakes me up at seven and then she's <laughs> like, okay, let's, let's start all this all over again. <laughs> she's like, get off the phone. You know, she's like, I know you're not, li- you know, looking at me. So cute. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. the, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Uh, I was about, I was just going to say, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, well, just, you know, like acting as though you don't have trick has been, you know, super helpful yeah. for you so far. And that is great. That's, you know, it's another thing that I want to, you know, add to my tool belt and say like, hey, let me just give myself this goal of like, act like, you know, you don't have it. See what Something happens. Something that you could do um anytime that you like feel the urge to pull you could like try putting like eyelash serum on Mm. so like you're you're like grooming your eyelashes or like get like a one of those spoolies and like brush your eyelashes instead like kind of (laughs) like use the whole thing that I did with my nails towards your your eyelashes see if that helps maybe because it helps relieve that urge at least for me it did I don't know if it would work for you hey I'll try it I'll try anything (laughs) (laughs) for real (laughs) Mm mm-hmm I hope well, you try it. I, so I used to wear fake nails, like, like the pointed ones. And then I've, I've tried those twice when I was in like seventh grade. And then fairly recently, like within the last two years. At first, it's great. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. After days, it's like tweezers. Like, oh, I can pinpoint and like, you're out, you know? Yeah. Then it's bad. And then I take them off. And my nails are all weak and then, you know, in pain. So then I don't want to, then they get stronger. I pull them out. Um, I wear fake eyelashes a lot now. I don't have them on now, but I noticed that like, I'll wear them days and days in a row. You know, I take them off, put them back on and then I'll notice how oh, I have regrowth. And then they're all gone. <laughs> they're all gone. I <laughs> saw that was the issue I had when I had fake nails because like I would use it to keep me from pulling but then, like, the urge would get so bad that you would adapt. So then, like, instead of, like, doing this, I would be, like, this. Mm. And then it would be so bad that I just, I can't stop. And um, that was one of my other issues. Like, when I had bad urges, it would be bad to the point where I would basically just, like, almost give myself arthritis. Like, I could just feel, like, from here all the way down here just in pain. And then I would have to shave my head at that point just so I can keep using my hands because I work from home and I have to be able to use my hands. So that's, that's like, that's the killing point for me. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's the only time now that I shave my head. It's, it's, if I get to that point where I am damaging myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a hard time. I have a hard time stopping unless I like get in the shower or I always, ha- I have this thing where I will, especially with my eyelashes, like I'll pull some out, I'll look at it, I do the whole lip thing, like I rub it across my lip. Mm-hmm. And then I like have to get up, go look it in the mirror, come back, do it again, look, get up. I mean, sometimes I'm like up out of bed like 15 times. I'm like, what am I doing? But it's like this whole process and eventually I can stop, but it's this whole thing that I yeah. can't. I used to do that when I had, like, my hair longer and, like, when I first started pulling. Like, I used to, like, do the lip thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why everybody does that. It's so funny. Like, almost thing. every single person I have read about does mm-hmm. the exact same thing. And it's, like, I don't know if it's the bulb and, like, this, like the, the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just, it feels satisfying or what. But, like, everybody that I know has done that at some point. Mm-hmm. It's so I- funny. Yeah, I I don't know. I've always done it. Don't know why. Just it could be hair, eyelashes, anything. I just like mm, like rub across. <laughs> you know what I'm? I I think I had a therapist one time, or I was in a study for trichotillomania when I was in high school, and I and the therapist like asked me like, so like, do you rub it across your lips? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, definitely. It's so weird. It's like I don't know. It's it's, it's um. I guess it's a nice universal thing, though. You know, you can safely assume that it's it's, it's not weird for other tricksters. <laughs> right. 
And I see Catherine wrote the coolness of the bulb or sheath. Yes, that like feeling and like it does have that like. Cooler. I guess it does feel cool. I feel like for me, it's more like it's kind of sticky. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it might be the stickiness for me because it's just, it feels weird. It feels like, like it's made of rubber almost. Mm -hmm. I think oh, that might be it for me. I, I'll, I have this whole thing, but like if I'm pulling either anything, hair, eyelashes, I'm sticking them like in a row somewhere, like on the book, on my phone. I used to do that. And then I pull, then I'm done. After I stick them, I'm like, okay, like this is a big pile or something. I'll take them off, pull the root off. Yes. Oh my gosh. I used to do that. Like, I don't do it anymore. But like, that was something like I was obsessed with. Like, mm -hmm. I, I had to do that. I don't, I totally forgot about that. Like, you just triggered a whole memory. <laughs> oh my gosh. I no. don't don't be like, I'm I, I just can't believe I forgot about that. Oh my goodness. Now I'm gonna be thinking about that tonight. I'm gonna go wow. like I used to just like pull apart my hair, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that's amazing. I'm so glad that like I wasn't the only one that did that. Like I totally forgot I did that too. Cause I only did that when I had the longer hair. My <laughs> I had hair like down to my shoulders, and um before I started pulling and like I don't know what it was, but like when it was longer hair, like I was just pulling my hair apart. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually remember one time my brother like walked into my room and he I had like just pulled a hair out and he was like, did you? like pull your hair out and I was like no it fell out I was just it just like came out in my hand mm -hmm. you know like I just I literally was just I don't know how I passed that off because he did not think anything of it but I do remember that day and I was like I almost got caught <laughs> <laughs> and then like when he left the room I just went and like pulled the root off <laughs> it's like the final step well the yeah. final step, and then you toss it it's like yeah that's like okay this one's done <laughs> next <laughs> yep and if it sticks to something I don't know if you threw the same but if it sticks to something it like falls off I'm like where is it like I want to look for it if it's like an eyelash or something I'm just like I need to find it sometimes I can't but other times I can and I just stick it right back to where all the other ones are I didn't have that problem for me I would just be like oh that was a bad hair Oh. Like, if it stuck, like, I was like okay so that was the one I needed to pull but if it didn't stick then that was the one that I probably shouldn't have pulled hmm I like that. I was just like, you're not behaving in the way I want. <laughs> <laughs> you bad hair. How dare you? <laughs> I have a, um, a quick story that's similar to you and your brother. I was teaching at my old school and I would like brush my fingers through my hair and pull at the same time and just like pull the hair out. And I didn't think any of my students would notice. Um, there were sixth graders and a girl was like, what are you doing? Like, are you pulling your hair out? And I was like, Oh, no, it just comes out by itself. And then you know, fast forward a few weeks, I'm pulling small groups. So the kids are like close to me. And I was like, Okay, we're done. She gets up, reaches in to my hair. And she goes, I knew it didn't come out by itself. And I was like, you got busted. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say anything. I was just like, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, she knew. Because I guess I, I, to me, you know, I wasn't super aware. I was just, like, kind of in the habit. And, and she must have been like, listen, I know you're lying. Like, I'm going to feel your hair myself. Oh, my gosh. I had something happen freshman year. Um, I remember I, um, I was in uh, my geography class. And I was in the back corner. And, like, this person, like, next to me, like, he used to, like, like, he didn't pay attention to literally anybody like throughout all of like class so like I remember just subconsciously like pulling my hair and next thing I know like I saw him staring at me mm. and I was like I think that was the moment that I stopped pulling in front of people oh. like I think that made me conscious enough to never do that again because I saw like the almost horror in his face when he mm -hmm. saw what I was doing Cause like I'm right-handed. So I was just kind of like leaning like this. Cause I was in the left corner of the room. And I was just like, you know, and then like, next thing I know, like I was starting to pack my bag and I looked and he was just staring at me like, what were you just doing? And I just, I didn't say anything. I just like put my hand down and I was just waiting for the bell to ring. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm never doing that again. 
Yeah, that, because I get into, like, the zone. Like, I'm, like, in it to win it. I mean, besides that, you know, when I, I was, like, older, so I kind of could manage. But if I'm, like, really in it, doesn't matter who is around, like, I'm not even, you know, noticing them. So I can imagine your shock when you're, like, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and when you're 14, you're, like, you know, it was my first year of public school because I was homeschooled from first to eighth grade. So, like, it being my first year in public school, last thing I needed to do was embarrass myself. So, it was, like, it was horrifying to me. Because it was, like, my first year of, like, consistently socializing. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was already, like, socially awkward. And I just, the last thing, I was really scared that that was going to, like, label me throughout high school. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't that that labeled me. Um, People, like, more, like, it's one of those stereotypes that I absolutely hated. It was just, like, they assumed that I was a lesbian. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, like, mm-hmm. LGBT. It's the fact that you assume because I have short hair. Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people that I know that's gay that has long hair. Like, you can't just assume just because I look like the stereotype that I am. Mm-hmm. And it was either that or I had cancer. And... There was even, like, this one kid my junior year that was, like, um, making, like, jokes about me having cancer. And I was like, what if I actually had cancer? (laughs) Like, do you really think that's a good idea? And I hated high school for that. Like, literally anything else, like, I could have really dealt with. But, like, people are really judgmental nowadays. And I just remember, like, a simpler time. Like, when we, when I was, like, a kid, and it was just, like, oh, you're different? Well, that's pretty cool. And, mm-hmm. like, the more conscious you are of, like, how people are sometimes, they're just so scared of, like, different things. Mm-hmm. Or they'll treat you different if they think that you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, one time I was at a pumpkin patch, and, like, I was um, – I I had shaved my head for, like, the millionth time. Like, it was one of the many times I shaved my head. And, like, this lady was just, like, sitting in a truck. And she, like, I was just, like, putting a pumpkin in the back of my mom's car. And, like, she just, she was sitting in her truck next to me. And she was just looking out the window. And she was like, do you have cancer? And I was like, no. And she was like, do you, you, like, lose your hair? I'm like, I have a condition. You know, like, I, I, I was a little rude that day because, like, I don't even know who this is. It's out of the blue. Like, I'm minding my business. Why can't you mind your business? Yeah. You know? And it was, like, at that point, I was I was a little rude. And she was, like, well, just know that you should never let anybody treat you different. And I'm, like, if I had long hair right now, you would not be treating me this way. So you're literally just doing the exact opposite of what you're telling me to do. So just go about your business, please. <laughs> that was like the worst weird like what? I hated that so much. Yeah. Like, I don't want your advice. You're like what? Um, people there it's just pe- like people just don't know sometimes. Some I feel like sometimes it's like curiosity takes over and it's like um do you why do you not have anything it's like wait think about if you didn't have eyelashes would you want someone to bring it up right and that's it's, kind of like scary you gotta of- be tactful about your questions not not just like it was like it was almost like a what are you in for kind of attitude you know mm-hmm. it was just like and it was just weird it was just, I don't if I don't know you, I'm not going to tell you about it. Like, like, not like that. It's not a casual conversation like that. For me, it's a little more casual now. Like, I can, mm-hmm. I can just up front, like, talk about it. But, like, at the time, like, I don't like it out of the blue like that. Yeah. If we're already on the subject of, like, mental health or, like, you know, things that we deal with as a person, that's one thing. But, like, I'm putting a pumpkin in my mom's trunk. Mm-hmm. I'm minding my business. I like, yeah. that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to go have a fresh start somewhere. Cause like, I'm about to go mind my business somewhere. Yeah. I'll, have, I'll have people like 
that I used to see all the time in high school. Like, I'm still in a very local area. It's like, I'm about to just leave, have a fresh start completely, not know anybody except my husband, Mm -hmm. and just, we're going to have our own little adventures. I'm so ready for, like, fresh start. I feel like it'll help mental health, too. Just whole new, because I went back to a place that I wasn't, um, I, I went to the area that I was born in, but it's changed so much that it felt like a whole new area. Mm-hmm. And when I lived there, I think that was the reason why I didn't pull for so long. Cause I was in a whole new area basically. And like, I didn't feel like I was in the place that I was stressed in a lot. When I came mm-hmm. back here, I feel like I started pulling more mm-hmm. <laughs> just cause like it's you're, you're back in like the old place where like, the back of your mind knows that that's where you had the most drama. That's where you mm-hmm. like dealt with like, you know, situations A, B, and C from like, you know, when you were here, you know, mm-hmm. like this is where I dealt with a lot of like my emotional growth. So mm-hmm. like, I want to go somewhere where I feel like I can grow a little more, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like practice all the things that you've been learning and in a new situation to get like new outcomes and stuff. Right. I feel like you, you grow better if you're in a new environment. If you keep going back to, like, where you struggled, then, like, you're just going to be back in that old mindset. hmm Yeah. So can you tell us your YouTube channel? How can we find it? How can we watch it? Um, so it's just Brianna Lynn. Um, it's pretty easy to find. It's, uh, it has one video. Um, I've been really trying to put another one up because I want to talk about triggers. Um, and the importance of like trigger warnings and things like that. But I've been dealing with mental health. So I I haven't really had a chance to like get the energy to do it. Um, I was honestly afraid that I wasn't going to be able to uh, interview tonight because I had like a little mental spell earlier today. But Mm -hmm. I, uh, I picked myself up and I was like, you're going to do this today. So (laughs) Um, maybe I'll do that this weekend and just be like, you're going to make a video. (laughs) So We'll see. But um, it's Brianna Lynn. Um, I'm pretty sure YouTube.com slash Brianna Lynn. I don't, I don't really know if I changed that or not. Um, but the, you, the video link is in my bio. So um, if anybody wants to check that out, leave a comment. Um, that'll be really appreciated. So Great. Well, it's been so fun. I'm so glad that you you did end up joining and talking with me. And I hope to talk to you. Yes, we should definitely like uh, video chat or something. Yeah, I would love to. That'd be great. Have a nice night. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.